Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, you know, you can't turn on the telly without some honcho from public health peering into the screen pronouncing dire warnings about measles mayhem. Right, well, look, let me fess up. <laughs> I'm from the generation before mass immunisation. As a kid, my mum, out of an act of love and devotion, announced I was going to David Trench's birthday party. Now, I hated Trench. I'd been in trouble for tying him to a lamppost and forgetting about him. We'd been playing cowboys and Indians, and you can imagine the rest. Anyway, the roof came in, and I'd been dragged to his front door to make a humbling apology to his mum. Stench, as we all called him, stood back down the hallway and gave me a V sign. It turns out Stench had become useful. It had the measles, and for reasons I didn't fully understand, I and the rest of the gang had to catch his measles. We went to his party, created mayhem, and came home, and a week later, I was as spotty as Stench. As the world moved into the sophistication of immunisation and data, we were doing very well, hitting the World Health Organization 95% immunization target. Now, for reasons that are not really clear, COVID, hesitancy, Wakefield, and I linked to his debacle, and whatever, MMR1 coverage at five years decreased to 92.5%, the lowest since 2010. MMR2 at five years decreased to 84%, the lowest since 2010. And MMR1 at 20 months rose to 89.3 in 22, an increase from 89.2. It's 0.1 of a percent improvement. I mean, it's an improvement, but it's nowhere near good enough. And it gets worse. Five in one coverage at five years had the largest year on year decrease in 2022. 23 and it went down to 93.2 percent the lowest since i don't know 2008 and hip men c coverage also had its largest year-on-year -year decrease in 2022-23 falling to 90.4 the lowest since 2011 so all the numbers are going south now we know even a small amount of opposition or hesitancy from parents can create risks for public health especially where non-vaccination is regionally clustered, as we're seeing in London and other cities. Now, here's the thing. We've known about this, seen it coming, had the data, watched the line on the graph go south. And all the public health people appear to have done is wring their hands and dance around their handbags. Why didn't they do something? Well, it's simple. There's nothing they can do. Lots of causes and blame, but they can't fix it. Nothing they can do other than say, pretty please. This calls into question our whole approach to public health. Public health messaging, polite nudging, blokes peering at me down the telly. I can't think of any of their messages that's really worked. There's only one thing that really matters, and that's the law. The law changes people's behavior i used to ride a motorbike i'd launch my bsa bantam like jeff duke <laughs> you'll have to look up who he is the law changed 
Crash helmets are compulsory because they save lives. I lost the freedom to have my shoulder-length hair blowing in the wind. <laughs> Seatbelts in cars, health and safety legislation. We laugh at the jobs worth, but laws have saved lives and family grief. We agree to behave differently in everyone's interest. Banning smoking in the workplace was the most impactful piece of proper public health policy I can think of. It had an immediate impact. Now you can blame Tony Blair for whatever else you want, but he took on the tobacco lobby, waved two fingers and passed the law. A lot of people gave up smoking. Well, immunization for kids, it's easy. No immunization, no childcare, no school, no family welfare payments. Oh, well, is that draconian? Police state, maybe, but it seems to work in Australia. And I linked to it in the e-letter this morning. And by all accounts, has the support of parents. And I linked to another piece of research. And it's not just Oz. There are very similar policies, and I linked to them in France and Italy and various American states. For whatever reason, timid public health policies and messaging might have failed a generation of kids. Public health leaders have to decide their purpose. If it is to do the greatest good for the greatest number, in this case, they haven't. Legislation makes the roads and our skies safer for us all. Our factories and workplaces secure. Laws create freedom. We're policed by consent, and as citizens, we have a responsibility to each other. For your freedom of choice, I might choose to forego my freedom of choice, because I'm nothing if I'm not a citizen. Discuss. <laughs> Thanks for listening. This has been Roy Lilly, and I will speak again real soon. Bye-bye.